Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning a beautiful Hasidic discourse of the Rebbe. The name of the Hasidic discourse is called Al-Kain Karu. The Rebbe said this Hasidic discourse on the holiday of Purim, and then actually in that Hasidic Fabrengen, in the year Tafshin Yud Gimel, which is 70 years ago, in the English calendar was 1953, was very, very unique because the Rebbe said one Hasidic discourse, and then later on at the end of Fabrengen, late, late at night, the Rebbe said another Hasidic discourse, this Hasidic discourse, and it's known, uh, and there's a whole history that the Rebbe accomplished something very, very important for the Jewish people living at that time in Russia. There was a terrible decree that was averted and it's published already and publicized about the decree that this Hasidic discourse averted for the Jewish people. The Rebbe went on in the year Tafshin Nun Aleph 30 years ago and he certified and edited this Hasidic discourse. So again the Hasidic discourse is based on the uh, Megillus Esther where the verse says Al-Kain Karul Yomima and because of this they called these days Purim, the holiday of Purim, Al Shame, based on Hapur, the poor, again, which is referring to the Goyrul, the lottery that was taken, and that's why the holiday is called Purim. So, Rebbe says, we know that something that has a name, Purim, the name of Purim, the holiday of Purim is called Purim. So, obviously, it, it re- represents what the holiday is. So in other words, this that they call the holiday of Purim, based on the poor, which is the lottery. So obviously, what does that mean? That the main thrust of the holiday of Purim is the lottery, like it says in the, in, in, in the Megillah. Poor, who are goyrol? The poor is the lottery. So Rebbe asks, we have to understand. Like the Alter asks, says what in, in, in Torah, on the, on the, the Hasidic discourse with this, with this verse, but the fact is, that's not the main miracle. The main miracle wasn't the lottery. So why is it called Purim based on a lottery? That wasn't the main miracle. Point number two, Drebbe says, to add to it, that the lottery that Haman went ahead and he, and he, and, and he went ahead and he made the lottery, and not only it wasn't the miracle, but on the contrary, that was part of the decree, Haman's lottery. And like the, like it says in the, in, in the Megillah clearly, that he built poor, that Haman made a lottery, and the lottery was, it says clearly, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it, to destroy the Jewish people. So obviously, if these this holiday is called Purim based on the lottery, the lottery of Haman, that means that this is the, so I mean, this is the main miracle, and that's why the, and the miracle is based on that, but the fact is that the lottery was for, for, for destruction. So how do we call a holiday Purim based on the lottery if the whole purpose of the lottery was destruction of the Jewish people? As the says, seemingly you can say, you can explain, based on what it says in the Talmud, the Talmud says as follows, that when, um, Haman made the lottery, and it fell out that when um, she, she, she created destruction on the Jewish people, so it says it fell out, the lottery came out in the month of Adar. So it says Haman was happy. Why? And he was very, very happy. He says, because when did the lottery fall out? What month? The month that Moshe Rabbeinu died. Now the Talmud says, unfortunately, he didn't realize that the truth is, yes, Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on the seventh day of the month of Adar, but he was also born on the seventh day of the month of Adar. 
So technically, based on this, you can say the only reason why that the holiday is Purim is called based on the lottery because the lottery fell out in the month that Moshe Benin was born. And because of that, this the Haman thought he was going to destroy the Jewish people because Moshe Benin died. The fact is, no, Moshe Benin was born. That's what you can seemingly say. But the Rebbe says, this this, this explanation needs a, need a, needs a little help. Why? Because why is the Yontav called Purim? The Yontav is Purim, we're saying, is called because of the lottery. So in other words, it's not only because it fell out in the month that Moshe Rehner was born, but there's something about the lottery, the lottery itself, that's connected to the holiday. Not the, the holiday came because Moshe Rehner was born, and that's why nothing terrible happened to the Jewish people. But there's something about a lottery itself. And on the contrary, it says that the, the main miracle was because of the lottery. And again, poor is a lottery, a goyro lottery. And as we know, that goyro, a lottery, is a very, very high idea. And from this high level of lottery, that's where the mir- the energy for the mir- miracle came down. Now, this, that the lottery fell out on in the month of Adar, where Moshe Rabbeinu was born, the redeemer of the Jewish people. So obviously, yes, that's all a byproduct of the main idea of Purim, that it's a lottery. So notice what the Rebbe's bringing out in this fir- the, the first point is that obviously the holiday is Purim is called Pur because of the lottery. There must be something very powerful and special in a lottery that caused a tremendous miracle, and that's why the main theme of Purim is lottery. So what is that? Shreva says we're going to understand this based on what the author explains in Torah, and he says like this, that there's two powerful holidays we're going to talk about now. One is the holiday of Purim, which we're celebrating now, and then the holiday of Yom Kippur, the one day of the year that we all go to, to synagogue and we fast and God forgives us, and the author says a day of Purim, this holiday and the day of Yom Kippur have a connection one with the other. What's the connection? It explains like this. That Yom HaKippurim is like Purim. And those Purim is the name. Yom HaKippurim means that it's Kippurim. That Yom Kippur is like Purim. Not only that, that when it says it's like Purim means that, so if you say that Yom Kippur, the day of atonement is like Purim, so which one is in a higher state? Purim is the higher level. Purim is Purim, and Yom Kippur is like Purim. So, in other words, Purim is higher than Yom Kippur. Now, so what is the connection between Yom Kippur and Purim? And Purim is even higher. And he explains that what you, what they have in common, Yom Kippur and Purim have in common. They both have lotteries. Yom Kippur has a lottery. Purim has a lottery. But the lottery of Purim is even on a higher level. Where do we see that? It never explains. We know that in Yom Kippur, they did two lotteries about the two animals. Which one, they one they served, in the, they brought in the, a sacrifice in the temple, and one they took to throw down the mountain. So there was a lottery about the two animals, the, the two serum, and there was also a lottery for reference to the holiday of Purim, like we said, learned before about, about Haman. That's one connection. So again, what does Yom Kippur and Purim have in common? They both have a lottery. Another, another, another connection they have between Purim and Yom Kippur that both of them reached a level higher than Yudkei Vavkei. We know Yudkei Vavkei is the most powerful name of Hashem. So Purim and Yom Kippur reach higher than Yudkei Vavkei. Well, where, where do we see that? Because in reference to Yom Kippur, what does the verse say? Lifnei Hashem. 
Titaru, you're going to be purified, lifne higher than Hashem, higher than Yudkevavke. And also, in reference to Purim, we know that the reason why, if you look through the whole Megillah, you're not going to find God's name in there. God's name is not in the Megillah. And the answer is because Am Purim, you know what revelation there was? It was a revelation of the infinite light, which is higher than Yudkevavke. So again, so we learned so far that that there's two there's two components that Yom Kippur and, and Purim have in common. One is they're both connected to the lottery. They both had lotteries. And B, they both hired in Yudke Bovke. Now, to explain the connection between the fact that Yom Kippur and Purim have both are both in common, and if they both have a lottery and they both have the connection hired in Yudke Bovke, well understand it based on the idea that what is the idea of a lottery? So the Rebbe explains, according to Kabbalah, and explains a lottery is something which is above intellect. Above intellect. What does that mean? In other words, what is a lottery? So generally speaking, obviously you can have lotteries in different cases, but generally speaking, when do you do a lottery? So a lottery is when you have two choices, and the two choices are equal, and you don't know, do I pick right, do I pick left? Do I pick this one, I pick that one. So there's no logical reason why you should pick one over the other, because if it was a logical reason, you wouldn't need a lottery. So because there's no logical reason, should I pick this or I pick that? So then what you go ahead, you do a lottery. Like for example, the two animals that were using Yom Kippur, that they were both the same exact animals, both in terms of the what it looked like, and both in the height, and both in the monetary value. So you have two animals. Why should one be brought up in the temple, one should go down the mountain? So you make a lottery. You know, if, for example, one is better than the other one, so you don't need to do a, you don't need to do a lottery. When when do you really need a lottery? It doesn't mean you can't do a lottery when it's different. But the point is, when do you really need a lottery? You need a lottery when the two of them are equal. Why? Because there's no logical reason to make a choice one over the other. So you rely on the lottery. So you see clearly that the lottery kicks in above intellect. Logic, there's a logical reason, but then when there's, when you don't, when logic can't help you, they're both equals, you use a lottery. So that's the general idea of a lottery. A lottery is above intellect. So Drebber said the same thing also on a spiritual level. That goyrul, a lottery in a spiritual level is higher. I'll say in Hebrew, I'll translate, hishtalshalus. Hishtalshalus means the way things flow down in an orderly fashion. So, for example, we know that what, are the, what is the orderly flash in the way things uh, flow down in an orderly way? It's the ten spheroids. What's the first sphere? What's the highest sphere? The first one is called Chachma, which is basically wisdom, intellect, the highest level of, 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 of intellect. So, obviously, what is a Goyrul? What's a lottery? It's higher than Chachma, above the level of Istalshlos. So, so, based on this, we'll understand. So, now we know what a Goyrul is. A Goyrul means it's above intellect. So based on us, now we'll understand the connection between that we say that Purim and Yom Kippur are both equal. That means they both have a lottery, and they also both are hired in Yudke Vavke, because as we said that in the verse says, Lifnei Hashem, hired Hashem, reference Yom Kippur, and in, in the Megillah there's no Yudke Vavke because we're dealing, we're dealing with the revelation of the infinite light which is above Ashtalshalus. So you see that the lottery basically has two components to it. A lottery is something basically which is above intellect, and it's also a lottery. So Yom Kippur and Purim both have a lottery, and they're both connected to what? To, 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 to above, above, above Ishtal Shalos. 
So based on Shabbat explains, this is the connection between the two ideas of Yom Kippur and Purim. Both of them have a lottery, and they're both higher than Yom Kippur. And why is that? And Rebbe explains, well, what, what, what is the connection with above Ishtal Shlos and Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is very, very high. And Rebbe explains as follows. Because Yud K Vavke, as powerful as it is, Yud K Vavke is connected to the idea of Ishtal Shlos, so things flow down one to level to the next. As we know, the, the name Yud K Vavke, the Yud represents Chachma, the He is Bina, and the Vav is the six Midois, and the last He is Malchus. So in other words, you see that the, this the idea that Yom Kippur and Purim is above Yud K Vavke, it, is because it's connected to what? To above Ishtal Shlos. Above the so you see again, just to re, 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 um, uh, strengthen the point that Yom Kippur and Purim are both a goyrul, both above the and that's what a goyrul is. A goyrul is above intellect. Now, so till now we learned that what's a goyrul? A goyrul is above intellect, and that's the connection Purim and Yom Kippur, um, a goyrul, and also above the Now that we go a step further, and he says like this. We also know that the quality that a goyrul has, a lottery has, it's not only like we learned until now, above intellect, but it's also above the level of rotzain, which is above intellect. Because we know in the, in the ten series, so, so generally we count Chachman as the first, but sometimes we count Kesser and we don't count Das. In Kesser you have Tainug and Rotzain. So in Kesser, the lower part which is connected to Seder Salshlis, Tainug is above the Seder Salshlis. And the lower part which is Rotzain which is connected to Seder Salshlis is Rotzain. So he says that the lottery is not only above Chachma, the first of the series, but even above Rotzain will. Why? Because when a person agrees to do a lottery, so what does he say? You're making a, 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 a resolution. Listen, I don't know. And I don't know, really know what, what, what I want here. So therefore, because if you know what you want, you don't need a lottery. So you, when you make a lottery, you're saying that whatever the lottery picks out, that's going to be my will. That's what I'm going to want to do. So what do you see from here? That the lottery, the goyrol, reaches a, a place which is higher not only than Chachma, but even than Ratzayim. And that's why Ratzayim, the will, goes according to the goyrol. I'm going to do, my will is going to be whatever the, whatever the lottery says. So he says the same thing also applies in high. In other words, that the goyrol, when you do a lottery, where are you reaching? You're reaching higher than Chachma, which is the Seder Ishtalshlis, higher than Ratzayin. So what's higher than Ratzayin? It's a powerful line. Higher than Ratzayin is called the Baal HaRatzayin, the owner of the will, referring to Hashem. So a goyrol reaches higher than Chachma, higher than Ratzayin, and it reaches what to the Baal HaRatzayin? The owner of the will. So based on this, it explains beautifully, he says, now we'll see the connection between the two parts that we that we say that Yom Kippur and Purim are alike, knows a that it has a they both have a goyrul Yom Kippur and Purim have a, a lottery, and they're both high in Yud Why is that? Because even though we learned before that Yud Hey and Vav Hey is Chachma Bina, and the six midas and Malchus, but the fact is the Yud has a Koitzeshal Yud, has a top part of the Yud, and the top part of the Yud is referring to Bratzin, which is even higher in Chachma. So. So when we say that Yom Kippur and Purim is higher, Lifnei Hashem, higher than Yud Kei so it's higher not only than the Yud itself, but even the Koytzei Shal Yud. In other words, but, but that what, what happens in Yom Kippur and Purim, we have the power to draw down from the Baal HaRatzayin, which is higher than Ratzayin, which is the idea of the Goyol. 
So notice what the Rebbe is explaining beautifully, and he's saying it's like this, it's as follows. What happens on Purim, which we have to know because we're getting ready for Purim, and what happened in Yom Kippur is that they both connected to the lottery, they both connected to higher than Yudke Bavke, that means they're higher than Chachma, higher than, than Ratzain, higher than, uh, than the highest level, so where are we connecting to? We're connecting to the Baal HaRatzain, we're connecting to, the, to Hashem Himself, and that creates the atonement, etc., so based on this, Rebbe explains beautifully the connection between the, the, the two ideas in reference to, in reference to Yom Kippur. Because on one hand we know, what is Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur we know is a day, literally, it's a day of atonement. That means anything that you've done wrong throughout the obviously between you and God, between man and man, you have to deal with man and man, person to person. But Yom Kippur is a day of atonement. Yom Kippur, literally, you get atoned for all of anything you did wrong. If you obviously, uh, they repentance, you get, Yom Kippur is a day of atonement. Now, that's one component of Yom Kippur. So Yom Kippur, again, one component is a day of atonement. The, tech, the second component of Yom Kippur is that Yom Kippur, it's Kippurim, it's like Purim. In other words, that the, 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 the thing that Yom Kippur is like Purim is that A, you there's a lottery like Purim, and Yom Kippur you do a lot like Purim, and also... Uh, no, and what? So what? And what's the, what? And also the fact that you go lifting Hashem higher, Yudkevavke higher, and Chachman higher, and why is that? Because what's the connection between the fact that we're saying it's a lottery? Because what's the ultimate in atonement <clears throat> from the things that we did opposite of the will of Hashem in Torah Mitzvahs? How do we create the atonement? Is and we when you when you the atonement comes from the infinite part of Hashem, which is the Baal Harotzin, the owner of the which was higher than the will of Torah Mitzvahs. So in other words, Rebbe is saying like this beautifully. Let me explain. He says as follows: Yom Kippur is a day of atonement. God forgives us, but the question: He did something wrong. Why is God forgiving you? And the answer is because what's the second point of Yom Kippur? It's a goyro. It's like Purim has a lottery, and through the lottery you reach hiding your kivavke. And we learned you learn not only hide in the chachma, hide in the You reach the bal haratzayin. So the the person, the bal haratzayin, God that said that you should do these six hundred and thirteen commandments, two forty positive and three hundred negatives. The one that said that God that said that he he can bring atonement. If you did something wrong, so you did something wrong. What do you mean? How, how do you fix it? So the way to fix it, you have to go to the owner of the will. And that's what happens on Yom, on Yom Kippur because it's like Purim. And this is the connection between these two insights of Yom Kippur. In other words, this that Yom Kippur we said is like Purim. And as what does it mean it's like Purim in terms of the lottery? That means even in Yom Kippur, where do you draw down? You draw down from the Baal Harats in the owner of the will, just like you, like where you draw down on Purim from the Balarotzin. And this is a, a reason and, a, and an explanation that of, of the simple idea of Yom Kippur, where it's a day of atonement, that you create atonement for things that you did wrong. Now, so that's the, the part that's, that they're, they're connected. But nevertheless, what we just learned, so Yom Kippur is a day of atonement, and because it's like Purim, and because it's a lottery, and you're going to higher than Yudke Vavke, it means you're going to the Balarotzin. But nevertheless, the question then is very simple. If they both accomplish the same thing, Yom Kippur accomplishes atonement. Just like Purim does, and you're reaching the Baal HaRatzayin. So why is it that Purim is higher than Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is like Purim. This, so why is Yom Kippur higher? So there explains. This that we say, that the atonement of Purim is much higher than the atonement of Yom Kippur, 
Because the fact is, Yom Kippur, in order to have atonement, first of all, there are certain things that, that, that Yom Kippur doesn't, doesn't atone for. Unfortunately, you ha- there's, the, there's certain things don't, that Yom Kippur doesn't atone for. Even the things that Yom Kippur does atone for, in order to receive the atonement, you have to do tshuva. You have to return to Hashem. On the other hand, the Jewish people that sinned on Purim, the atonement was to everybody. And it's, it's a day of Simcha. So it's like a whole different level. On Yom Kippur, you have to do tshuva, you have to return to Hashem, repent. On the other hand, Yom Purim, it's all about Simcha, you just got to be happy. Why is that? So why, why is that Purim so higher? Because the main goyrul, the main idea that we're, where we're connecting to the Baal HaRatzayin, higher than Chachma, higher than Ratzayin, where is that? That's really in Yom Purim. And we, as we see clearly, because the day of Purim is called Pur, it is called a lottery. So therefore, since the day of Purim is called a lottery, so therefore the atonement that takes place on Purim doesn't have any limits. And therefore Yom Kippur is only like Purim. Like Purim. And therefore in order to have atonement in Yom Kippur, you need to have truth and you need to have repentance. So the Rebbe is saying something beautiful and powerful, and he says like this. Yes, on one hand, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, we have atonement, and it's like Purim, and you have the Tzagoyrul, and you reach high in Yudkei Vavkei. But the fact is, in order to have the atonement on Yom Kippur, you do need to do truly, you need to return to Hashem. However, Purim, what's the name of Purim? The name of Purim is called Purim, why? Because Pur, because it's a Tzagoyrul. That means the essence of Purim is all about the lottery. That means the essence of Purim, it's all about you reaching the Baal, Purim is all reaching Baal Harotzei. Purim is you're reaching the owner of the will, which is above intellect, above will, and therefore you just, that's what it is. That's the holiday is. So therefore Purim, because it's the lottery, you turn to, you, you, you return to Hashem just through Simcha. That's what Purim is. Purim is everyone is, uh, is connected to the infinite part of Hashem, the Baal Haratzayin. And therefore it's not limited to the, to the tshuva that, the, the, of Yom Kippur that's through tshuva. Anyone can return to Hashem and, and through Simcha. So you see the power of the day of Purim. Purim is a day that we connect to the Balaratzlain. And without any uh, major repentance and uh, negativity and, and, and uh, heaviness, just Simcha. And that's why people are excited for Purim. So the asked now a very, a very, very powerful question, a practical and powerful question. He says, one second. What happens, what we just learned, what happens on Purim? Purim is Pur, the Goyro, the lottery. Which means we draw down from the infinite part of Hashem, which is the Baal Haratzayin. And because you're connecting to the Baal Haratzayin, so anything you did wrong, you got atoned for. So if that's the case, what was Haman thinking? That he's going to make a, he's going to come to God and complain against the Jewish people to make a lottery? The lottery is what saved them. <laughs> what, he made a lottery? The lottery is the winner. The lottery, what, the, again, what do we just learn? What's a lottery? Not the technical part. The lottery means you're reaching the Baal HaRatzayin, the owner of the will. Higher than Chachma, higher than Ratzayin, the essence of the infinite part of Hashem. So what was Haman thinking that he, that he made the lottery? That's question number one. The question number two, Drabas, what do we call these days Purim? Why is it called Purim again? Because of the lottery. Not only because of the lottery, but it says Hapur, the lottery. What lottery are we referring to? Technically, we're talking about Haman's lottery. But one second, Haman's lottery is not the lottery that we just learned according to Kabbalah that we Baal Harat saying. Haman's lottery is for a terrible thing. 
What was a terrible thing to destroy the Jewish people? So yeah, we learned just now, powerful. The poor, the lottery, you get to the essence of Hashem. The, the people poor, you get the Baal HaRatzayim. But when it, it, when, the, when it says in the Megillah that the reason why Purim is called Purim because of HaPur, it's referring to Haman's lottery. And Haman's lottery is a lottery of destruction. So what, what's the connection with reaching Baal HaRatzayim? So again, there's two questions. Question number one is, what was Haman thinking of so powerful? And question number two is, when we say Hapur, referring to Haman's lottery. And Jeremiah explains like this. He says as follows. From the level of Hishtalshlo, so he things flow down from one level to the next, where things are logical, things are emotional, action, etc. So when you deal with logic... Things are higher, things are lower, things are better, things are worse. In the world of logic, not in the world of Goyrol. Goyrol, you're reaching the Balharats, in the infinite power of God. In the world of Ishtalshalos. In the world of Ishtalshalos, the actions that we do mean something. Now, since the actions that we do mean something, so in this world that God gave us, and God gave us Torah and Mitzvahs, so when we learn Torah and we do Mitzvahs, Hashem gives us tremendous reward. So therefore, where's the, where's the main energy, positive energy going from God? It's going to the Jewish people. Why is that? Not because we're unique or special, but because we learn Torah and we observe the commandments. The 248 positive and 366 are negative. And there was even somebody which doesn't behave like a tzaddik, where you're doing all the mitzvahs. But the fact is, we know the Talmud says that every single Jew even if someone that's a sinner is full of commandments, like literally like a pomegranate. You open a pomegranate, there's endless amount of seeds. The same thing also, every single Jew has an endless amount of mitzvahs. Even someone that's an intense sinner. <clears throat> and like it says clearly, Hashem says, Look down from the uh, your place in heaven, and bless the Jewish people. In other words, from the level of Shemayim, and Shemayim means Shem over there, Mayim is water. And again, Shemayim referring to, since water, we know what, what is level is water. Water is connected to Chachma, which is the beginning of Yishtashalos. So look down from HaShemayim, from the first level, from Yishtashalos, from Chachma, and bless the Jewish people. So in the level of Yishtashalos, guess what? You learn Torah, you do mitzvahs, and here you sin, you're going to get blessed. Life is good. Now, so Haman knew that even after all the accusations he makes against the Jewish people, you can't compare a, someone that learns Torah and does mitzvahs versus you don't, you, you don't. So he knew he wouldn't have a footing to go ahead and curse the Jewish people. So from the level of Ishtalshos, the way things flow down, how would the wicked Haman be successful against the Jewish people? Since even like we just learned the Talmud says, even those that are, are sinners are, are, are full of mitzvahs. So Haman realized from a logical place, I can't come say, God, wipe out these people. Why? Because it's not going to work. They, they have a lot of mitzvahs. They have a lot of good deeds. So therefore, Haman says, one sec, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to make a poor. I'm going to make a lottery. When he when you go into the level of a lottery, what was he trying to accomplish? Is That's not a salshless. That's not the way things flow down. That's above a salshless. It's a girl. It's a lottery. So from that perspective, who cares about the action? It's from a very hard, it's, it, your, your merits don't really help you. And everything is, everything is equal. From the level of a lottery, everything is equal. Darkness and light is the same thing. 
So therefore, Haman thought, wow, from the level of Ishtar, from above Ishtarshlus, maybe I can go ahead and wipe out the Jewish people on a spiritual level. So again, this answers the first question. Again, what was the first question? What was Haman thinking? Why would he... Why would he go ahead, in the, in, when you connect in the Baal Ratzin, why, why would he go ahead and they do a lottery? So everybody explains, very simple. From Seder, he had no chance, because the fact is we do have mitzvahs, we have, we have credits. But he figured, since I'll go to Maile Meishtalshalos, on that level, right, left, uh, mitzvahs, no mitzvahs, all the same thing, you're in the Baal Ratzin. So he, he confused that to think, from his perspective, oh, since over there, mitzvahs are very not important, it's the Hashem himself. So that's why he thought he would be successful. The second issue, we'll, we'll, we're going to address soon. But how did Haman's, why are we calling it Haman's poor? Because the fact that his intent was to destroy. The Rebbe says, goes on a, on a side note, but an important note, and he says like this. He'd like to connect this, what it's explained elsewhere, in reference to, so till now we spoke about Haman, in reference to Achashverosh. We're going to switch on and talk about Achashverosh. And Rebbe's going to connect the same idea with reference to Achashverosh. Achashverosh, Rebbe says, is called Achashverosh, which comes from two words. Achash v'roish. Two words. What's the two words? So chash, achash, chash is constantly the expression of shtika, to be quiet. Like in the Talmud, is a, a nice beautiful piece in the Talmud, it says, my chashmal, what is chashmal? A, um, a, 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 a zodiac force. So the Talmud says, there are times that it's chashos, itim malos. There's times it's quiet and times that it talks. That's what, that's what the Talmud says. So what do you see from here? That Achash, based on the Talmud, what Chashmal is, Chash, he translated as what? That it's quiet. So Chash is quiet. Now, so, Achash Shverish, the first half was Achash, Chash, is referring to quiet. So quiet is what quiet? Quiet is higher than speaking. Like, for example, why is quiet higher than speaking? Maybe speaking is higher. No, because we know the famous in the, the piece of Talmud says that a word is worth one seller and, and being quiet is double. So you see that being quiet is more valuable than speaking. Why is that? What, why is, what's the reason why being quiet is more valuable than speaking? And the Rebbe explains, because what's the source of speech in the spheres? The source of speech in the spheres is Chachma, the first sphere. On the other hand, if, if, if speaking is in Chachma, but so where's, where's quiet sourced in? And we know that quiet is actually sourced in Kesser, in the crown, which is above, 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 above Chachma. Like it says in, in Ethics of Our Fathers, Siyag la Chachma Shtika. If you want to be considered a Chacham, be quiet. So, no, but so that, so it says, Siyagla Chachma. What does that mean? Chachma is the, is the highest fear, like we learned. But Siyag, if you want to be a fence, like you want to be around Chachma, you want to be higher, you want to be around it, you want to go to Kesser, above Chachma, so you have, it's, then there's quiet. So again, so what do you see again? Speaking is lower than being quiet. Speaking is connected to Chachma. And being quiet is connected to what? To Kesser, which goes around Chachma. So and he'd like to connect this where it says in the Medrash that when it's, it says in the Medrash in reference to Achashverosh on a Kabbalistic level it says that even though there's the physical Achashverosh but on a spiritual level it says Achashverosh is referring to Hashem. 
What's the connection with Achashverosh and Hashem? Because Achashverosh comes from the word of Achris Veracious. The the, the 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 end, the beginning is is all is all is all, is all, is all his, all referring to Hashem. Now, which means it's one big circle. Why is that? Because Keter is referring to Oyra Soivir, the light that goes around, which is above Estalshlos. And in Oyra Soivir, which is, goes all around, it's all equal. So again, so you see again that that the Achashverosh, the first part of Achashverosh is quiet. Chash is referring to which level? It's referring to Keter, which is higher than Chachma. Achashverosh is Soiviv. So you see that the first part of Achashverosh's name, and even the whole part, is connected on one hand to the idea of Keser, which is higher than the idea of Chachma. Shabbat says, one second. What did we just learn? We learned this powerful idea that Hashverus is connected to Kaddish Baruch Hu, Keter, Achris Vereshe Shaloi, Hayran Chachma, etc. But one second. We all know what it says in the Talmud that why is Achashverus called Achashverus? Because in his times, Hushcheru, it became black, the faces of the Jewish people. He was a terrible king. So how is saying, you know this terrible king that the Jewish people, their, their life became black and the Talmud actually is like the black, like the bottom of a burnt pot. Who wants to be like the bottom of a burnt pot? But nevertheless, we're saying that it's Hashem. Uh, what we just learned that it's Akra is the highest level, it's Kesar Hashem himself. And the other one, the Talmud says, no, it's when the, the black pot. So I'm saying that it's father, and he said like this. <clears throat> that from the level of Soivev, which is above Shalshlis, and we said on that level, light and darkness is all, is all equal. So from the level of being quiet, the first half of Achshverosh, so because it's such a very, very high level, and it's above uh, speaking, it came down through many, many tzimtzumim, through many, many contractions, it came down a lower level of being quiet, which is lower than speech. And those Rebbe is explaining a powerful idea, and he says like this, there's two levels in being quiet. There's the higher level of being quiet. Like we said, Siyag Lechach Mashtika, quiet. Hashem, Keter, etc. Then you have Chachma. But then you have, from the high level of quiet, it comes down, unfortunately, in a, in a, in a negative way. <clears throat> What's the negative part? The negative part is, where you're so quiet, and what's so quiet is, that godliness becomes concealed. It, godliness goes into a concealment. Concealment is also represented by being quiet. Up to the point, Rebbe gives the famous uh, verse in the prophet where it says, Kerochel, like a female sheep, in front of the people that have to shear, in Alama, she's quiet. You just accept the fact you're being cut up, you're being torn apart. So not only that you're quiet, but godliness is not revealed, but the klipot actually conceal the godliness, which is referring to which level of klipot, klipot noiga, where God's concealed. And that's actually called chash. Up to where it connects to the three impure klipot, which is called roish. So in other words, what we just learned, beautiful, the explains, achashreirish. In other words, on one hand, the first part of Achshverosh's name is a very, very high level. Connect to Baruch Hu, Keter, etc. 
But afterwards, when it goes down through some Tzumim, the first part of Achash, the quiet, is refer, not referring to the quietness on a, on a high level, which is above speech. It's, it's a lower level of, of being quiet. When you're quiet, when you're being destroyed. When you're being, you're being quiet, when maybe you should really be screaming, because God's concealed. And God, so Chash is referring to what God's concealed. And Roish, so in the first part of Chachash, where God's being concealed, the Klippas Naigo, where it's not necessarily bad, but it's, but, it, but it's covered up. And then, unfortunately, it goes down to the lower level of Roish, which is referring to the idea of Shalash Klippas Atmeos. Okay. So now, based on the Shabbat, it sounds like this. So you could say <clears throat> that the reason why that Haman went ahead and made the lottery because he was trying to reach a very, very high level. Now, the fact is, Rebbe says one second, the fact is, in the times of Achashverosh, before he made the lottery, what we just learned, Achashverosh is connected to Abba Shalshalos. So there was God was was available above Shalshalos. So why was Haman making the lottery? They were, Akashverosh was connected on a very high level, the higher level of Akashverosh. So why, what was the point of, of, of Haman making the lottery? To go to above Ishtalashalos. And Rebbe says, because the level of the Goyrol is much higher than the level of Akashverosh when he's connected to Akashverosh. In other words, Achashverosh, what we say is connected to Hashem. Achashverosh Haman was trying to go even higher, a higher level. How high could you go? Achashverosh is connected to Hashem, and he explains like this. Why is Achashverosh called Achashverosh? Because the the end and the beginning is all his. So, in other words, there's things of end, there's things in the beginning, but it's all equal. But there's an end, there's a beginning, there's a higher and lower, but he's saying it's all equal. However, the Goyrol, there's no higher or lower. It's above Ashtanshas. There's, there's no higher and lower. It's, it's totally off the charts. By Achashverus, there's higher and lower. Yeah, it was equal, but it was still higher and lower. As we see, the Rebbe says, when it says when Achashverus made the feast, it says he made a feast for all the officers and the servants and for the whole nation that are in Shushan. So you see, there's officers, there's servants, and there's the whole nation. There's different levels. And like the author of explains in, in, in Lakutai Torah, that the revelation was l'cholam, to the whole nation. What does that mean, to the whole nation? We're talking about a nation that's on a, on a, on a spiritual low level. A lower, lower than the level of the officers and the, and the servants of Hashem, etc. Not only that, take it a step further, even to the nation, there was many, many levels. Like for example, it says that the, the Talmud explains it at length. Those that were able to go into the, uh, the to the courtyard went into the courtyards. Then there were ones that went into the to, to the um, to the garden, and then the ones that went into the palace. So you see, there's different levels. And not only that, but from the level of Ishtashlos, the revelation to the to the officers and the servants. And to, to the uh, to the nation, those that were again within the courtyards, in the, in the, in, the, in the garden, in the palace, because the fact is, why were there so many levels? Because the revelation was coming from Achashverosh that represented Achashverosh and it was different levels. And even though it was coming from that level, the revelation to the to the, um, the nation was lower than the ones that the officers, etc. 
And like we said, even the nation, the, even the nation, there was different levels. Why? Because since it's coming from Achashverosh, which you're saying it's coming technically from Akash Baruch but Achashverosh is Shalai. So therefore, there was, there was, even though, even though it's all one, but still there was different levels. And the beginning is a higher level than the one afterwards. However, when it came to the lottery, there's no beginning and there's no end. Because as we learned before, what's the whole idea of a lottery? A lottery is when two things are equal. So Haman was trying to go to a much higher place than Akashreyosh on a spiritual level. He was trying to go to the place where everything is equal. And just like when it comes to Rachis and Akris, you know, it was higher, lower, before and after. So the same applies in reference to holiness and the opposite of holiness. Because in the level of Akashreyosh, since there's different levels, so in holiness is also different levels. This is Kedusha, this is holy, and this is the opposite of holiness. But nevertheless, even though there's holy and the opposite of holiness, but since it was so high, so he doesn't care about the one part that's not holy. And therefore, unfortunately, you can have the energy can come out to the level of Sitrachla, Sitrachla. Uh, like we said, that Achash, Shveirosh, Achash is referring to the, the, the quiet and the lower level where it goes down to the level of Klippas Noiga, and Rosh goes down to the three Klippas the three impure Klippas, up to the point that, like we learned before, the Gemara where it says you can have literally the Sitra, the Sitra, the Absalom can be so strong that the Jewish people can be living like so black, like the, the bottom of a black pot. And like Derby gives an example, like where it says in the Talmud that he's holding a a, a certain animal's hand and in the in the in the in the courtyard of the king. In other words, that even though it's making the courtyard of the king dirty, because so the, and the courtyard the king doesn't really care, but he doesn't wipe it out. Why? Because you have, unfortunately, in the level of Akashvayroish, it there comes out where it leaks out into into negative places. So what happened when Haman realized he wants to destroy the Jewish people? Unfortunately, or chas v'shalom, it shouldn't. It's something like this shouldn't happen. So he realized he has to do hippel poor. He needs to go to goyrol. He needs the lottery. Why? Because when you deal with a lottery, there's no difference between holiness and the opposite of holiness. And like we learned before, the, when you deal with a lottery, it's it's a but it's higher than than chachma. It's higher than rotzayin, and rotzayin is the will of Hashem, which is the source of all the Torah mitzvahs. So therefore, Haman thought, ah, now I can get the Jewish people. Why can I get the Jewish people? Because again, just like Achashverosh, through Achashverosh, which technically was a very high level, but it was able to leak, reach, leach down to a very, very low level. So Haman thought, from that goyrel, where everything is the same, I, from there I can go ahead and destroy the Jew, Jewish people. Now, now that was his intent. That was his intent. But now never explains something very powerful and he says like this. So if that's the case, why wasn't Haman successful? If he did the, the, the poor and the lottery, and over there, there's no difference. So how come Haman wasn't successful Why be not the Jewish people? If that's really the case. And never explains like this. Just like a lottery, like we learned, is higher than intellect and higher than will, the same thing also is another concept we're going to learn about, deep concept. It's called Bechira, choice. When someone chooses something, not logically, because that's intellect, or somebody wants something, that's will. When someone chooses something, I want this. I'm boicher. Someone chooses. Bechira. So Bechira, choosing, is higher than intellect and higher than will. Intellect is, I, you make a logical calculation why you want something. 
Ratzin is you want something, and Bechira is you're choosing. So Bechira, it just like, again, a lottery is higher than intellect and will, so choosing, Bechira is higher also than intellect and will. Why is that? When a person intellectually wants something, <clears throat> and that's the reason why he cho- chooses it, or when a person wants something, Rotzin wants something, which is above intellect. So when you intellectually, when you have a reason why you want something, and when you want something for whatever, you just want it. So you want it. So you need it. That's not, that's not choosing. And that's not, it's not freedom of choice. What's real, what's real, what's real and true choosing is you're not choosing because you don't have any reason why you chose it. It's not because you want it. You're choosing it. You, you, everyone has a place. It's called Bechira Chavshis. I'm free to choose. So I'm free to choose whatever I want. Again, if you're choosing it because of intellect, that you were forced technically intellectually to choose it. And if you have a desire, want something, so you're forced based on your want. Bechira means I have no reason to want it or not to want it. I have no will for it or not, but I'm choosing it. That's called Bechira Chavshis. So we have two powerful ideas. We have Bechira, you choose something, which is above intellect and above will. And then you have a lottery, which is above intellect and above will. What's the difference between a lottery and you're choosing something, again, not because of intellect, not because of will. And the the difference is as follows. When a person makes a lottery and you make a decision, that whatever the lottery comes out, that's what I'm going to want. So why do you want it? Not because you want it. Whatever the lottery picked it, the lottery picked it. When it comes to choosing, I chose it. In both cases, it's above logic and above will. The difference is a lottery. The lottery picked it, not me. Versus choosing, I chose it. Now. So based on that, what's higher? A lottery or choosing? For sure choosing. I'm choosing it. A lottery came out of the hat. It could have came out of something else. In other words, the lottery is connected to your neshama, your nefesh, where it's limited and really has to be in a case where two things are equal. I don't know what to decide. I have no reason one over the other. I don't want one over the other. So you do a lottery. So it's connected to the part where they're both equal, and I need to pick a lottery. Choosing, I don't have to choose it. I don't. I don't. I don't have to choose it. It could be when two things are totally different. But I have the power and I have the gift that I can choose. So bechira is much much deeper than a lottery. In other words, what does that mean practically? Shabbat explains this. When it comes to choosing, there's two 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 components. On one hand, yes, it's above intellect. That from a level is above intellect, it's above will, and it's above intellect where, so to speak, two things are equal. A lottery means it's above, in, above intellect, above will, where two things are equal. But it's a deeper part of, it, of choosing. That you're choosing because you're choosing this. And even though they're both the same thing, because the choosing, where's, where's choosing coming from? If it's not coming, why are you choosing this? Because if it's a random, then, then that's the level of a lottery. When you choose something, I randomly chose it. That's 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 a random place in you. But when you're choosing, you know, I want this. 
What, why do you want it? Because it's coming from the essence of your soul. When a person chooses something, not randomly, you know what? You look at something, you have no reason why you want one over the other, you don't want it, and you're not willing to just randomly choose it, but you know, you think, you say, oh, I want this. Where's that coming from? It's coming from the essence of your soul. So in other words, when a person chooses, you're connecting to your essence, and that's what chooses it. So what happens is when you're choosing, you're only choosing from your essence, it actually affects the lottery part. And it affects the part where, where, where technically they're both equal. So then the goyer of the lottery gets elevated as well. So the lottery is based on the choice. Like the Rebbe gives an example, a powerful verse in the Torah, it says like this. It says, after you, referring to Hashem, toimich, which is referring to choosing goyroli. So, you know, the choosing can affect the lottery. In other words, God is choosing the lottery that should be based on his choice. Or like, for example, another verse where it says, Yifchar lonu lasenu. We should choose our inheritance, the going Yaakov. In other words, in reference to Yaakov, it says that Yaakov is the inheritance. Which and 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 inheritance the the targum translates as a goyrol, but nevertheless it is yivchar. You should choose Yaakov. And those even the level of goyrol, which is above his stalshos, where they're totally supposed to be both both equal. The choosing is in Yisrael in the Jewish people. So in other words, what Rebbe is explaining a powerful point is that's as follows. We learned, just to recap before we go further, so we'll make sure we get this point, which is extremely important. You have intellect while you choose things, and then you have will. Above that, you have choice, and then above that, you have, above that, you have a lottery, and above that, even deeper than that, you have choice. But you, but you could affect choice in the lottery, that I'm choosing to do the lottery. So the very explains, based on this, he says as follows. That's why it says... Alkane, Karul Purim. You know why we call these days Purim? This is the holiday. Why is it called Alshayna Purim? Because of the lottery. In other words, this that the lottery fell out in this way, that's because Hashem chose it. It wasn't just a lottery that's not connected to the person. See, a lottery is not it's cold, it's not connected. Hey, let's do a lottery, whatever the lottery says. Bikhira, no, no, I'm choosing this. The lottery is based on my choice, which means even though Yaakov and Esau are two brothers, but nevertheless, so technically what's the difference? Do a lottery. Which one is, uh, what does Hashem love? Hashem says, no, 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 it's not a lottery. The Oyev is Yaakov. I love Yaakov. That's coming from a deep choice from within. And the Esau, the behavior of Esau, Sanesi, I hate it. Where, where, does, where does that come from that Hashem should say, no, no, I'm choosing one over the other, where logically they're both, they're, they're, both, they're both his kids. He should want both of them. And why is he choosing one over the other? And the other explains powerful. Because the fact that the Jewish people went on self-sacrifice throughout the whole year. Now when a person goes on self-sacrifice, where is that coming from? Intellectual choice? No, intellectual choice. You reason. You know what? I'm going to ignore God because it's hard right now. But you know what? I don't want to be follow God right now. But 
what, so why is a person willing to go on a serious nefesh, put his life on danger? Because you're making a choice from your essence of your soul. When we go on mysterious nefesh, we do what God wants when, when it doesn't make sense and it's hard and it hurts and it's painful, etc. We do what God wants. We do the right thing, even though, even though it's hard. That's called mysterious nefesh. Where is that choice coming from? It's coming from the essence of your soul. But again, not a lottery. It's coming from the Bechira. You're choosing. When a person goes on mysterious nefesh, it's a lottery. Fine, I'm just going to throw the lottery out. No, I am choosing to give my life over for God. And I'm choosing to connect to God. So when we choose from the essence of our soul that we're picking God, so that causes to draw down and to reveal that God's choosing the Jewish people. And that will create an effect, the lottery of on high, that like it says in the Megiddo, Megillah, La Yehudim, Haisa, Oira, Vesimcha, Vesosamikar. For the Jewish people, it was light. It was happiness. It was a, a beauty. Everything was amazing. And not only that, but what happened to the, the Haman, the one, the one that wanted to hurt the Jewish people, Haman and his children, they got hung on the tree. And that's why now we'll see why the verse says specifically that the people poor, the wise poor and called the poor because of how poor, the lottery, the lottery, referring to whose lottery? The Haman's lottery. Why? Because through the miracle of Purim, that the Jewish people were saved because we chose God and therefore God chose us. What God revealed was, you know that poor, you know that lottery that Haman did? The reason, the the whole intent that Haman made the lottery was so that when God does not listen to Haman's crazy idea of doing a lottery where everything is equal, that will show that why is God picking the Jewish people? Because it's not just about the lottery, there's something deeper than the lottery. There's the Bechira, the choice that God has from his essence of his soul in the essence of the Jewish people. So now you see why is the, the, the holiday perm called based on the lottery went to Jewish people? But no, because the lottery that Haman wanted to destroy the Jewish people actually showed that the Bechira, the choosing that God chooses through the lottery. And that's why the lottery actually fell out in the month of Adar, the month that we learned before that Moshe Rabbeinu was born. Because the, the lottery is in the ultimate intent was, so we should reveal the lottery itself that even though there's two sides, you can say, and not only that, uh, it looked like actually that the, the lottery was in favor of Haman. And he actually had the greed to destroy, destroy the Jewish people. But the internal part of the lottery was based on the way God chose. And God chose that who did he choose? He chose the Jewish people. The ones that learned Torah and do mitzvahs. And like it says, God, yes, he loves Jacob because, and Torah says clearly, because he learns Torah and he does the mitzvahs, etc., and the same thing also you see beautifully in the words where it says, in reference to the tree. So if you read the verse, what does it say? That the tree, Asher Heichin Loi. That Haman prepared this tree. So if you give a look at the word, he prepared it Loi, right, for the Jewish people. Loi is spelled Lamed Vav, to him. He actually prepared the tree for himself. The tree that he thought he was preparing for the Jewish people, he actually prepared it for himself. As we see, why did Haman, Haman, one hand, look, he made a tree. How tall was the tree that Haman made? It was 50 amot. Why 50? Why not 49? Why not 51? Because he wanted to reach a level of 50, which is above Ishtashlus. And on that level, dark and light is the same thing. And his goal was from that level, yeah, wipe the Jewish people out. But the miracle of Purim was that even from above Ishtashlus, the level of 50, 
in that level, Haman was hung on that tree. And what got revealed, that when he, the, the tree that he prepared was actually to destroy himself, because even above Ashtashel is something which is above Ashtashel, which is Geirel, there's the Bechira. Bechira is much deeper. And over there, Hashem chose the Jewish people because we learned Torah and do mitzvahs. And this is the whole idea of Purim. And that the, the, the days of Purim every single year, every, every single year, is, is, it gets drawn down of the level of the poor, which is above Ishtashalos. But even on that level, it shouldn't just be a random goyro. It should be Yifchar Lanuas Nachalseinah. Hashem chose us to inherit the, 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 the going Yaikoy, the fact that we learn Torah and do mitzvahs. And like Yerba finishes off, Machai, Emcha, Zechar, Molek. We're going to erase and obliterate the whole, any remembrance of the Amalekites, anyone that's, that's fighting against Hashem. And we're all going to have the Geula, Hashlema, the complete redemption, the Karayv, Mamash, very, very, very soon and very, very close. So again, here you see another powerful, powerful Hasidic discourse with a lot of uh, Kabbalistic ideas. Um, I got Kabbalistic ideas, but here you see the, the, Power of Purim, the way Purim on one hand, Achashverosh, he was so close on one hand on a spiritual level to God, and Haman on one hand wanted to connect to the highest levels, but they were missing the point. The point is that we have to remember if you want to connect to the highest levels, even a higher level, and the higher level is the essence of God, what God chooses, and God chooses because when you go on Messiah Snefesh, you're willing to learn, you're learning to pray, you're willing to study and do mitzvahs from a place of self-sacrifice, that we connect to the essence of God, and God will connect to the essence of us and give us through the poor, literally through the 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 goyrul that he wanted to destroy us, that came our greatest redemption. And like Rebbe finishes off, God's willing will all merit where God's uh, uh, love for the Jewish people will revealed, the, the destruction of all negativity will totally go away, and we'll have, again, the beautiful redemption. Let's remind everyone, remember this discourse Rebbe uh, said, and he impacted tremendous destruction and negativity, and let's hope by learning this discourse, we will finish off by destruction, destroying any and all negativity in the world. God will be revealed, and let's hope and pray our next class will be in Yerushalayim, Ira Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov, and happy Purim.